Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back for another episode of Quarry here on AfterBuzz TV. It's a very Joni-filled episode, and we're here to talk about it, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're in good old Memphis in the 70s, and we have Courtney Henderson here tonight. Lucretia is uh, out on assignment, as we say. (laughs) Um, She'll be back next week. That's right. Um, And I'm Phil Svitek. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, please let us know your comments uh, based on all the things we discussed. We'd love talking about it with you guys. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Um, But initial reactions to the episode. Very. We said the last episode was gruesome. This one maybe took it even further. Yes. For me, actually, yes and no. Because we don't see the bloodiness happen it wasn't as this one wasn't as gruesome for me i didn't have to look away for any of it but i did cringe more than once um but i just loved watching joni i sort of like a girl power and kind of like the the little like inside the episode afterwards they kind of talk about she finds this inner strength that she didn't even maybe know she had because that survival instinct kicks in and i loved watching that because i i feel like we get a little bit more of a sense of who she is. Um, and there's like this self-discovery going on, you know, as they've both now cheated and now they're in this life or death kind of a situation. And uh, That was the most awkward car ride ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. So are you okay? Yes. So I, I feel like when you really break down the details of what happened this episode, there's a lot of things that happen. But when you think about it as a whole, it's kind of like, well, what happened? I mean, Joni got kidnapped and escaped. It took a lot. I mean, like that's kind of that's definitely it. We got the broker but, in there. We got Buddy in there. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that. We got uh, Cliff's sister in there. So um, we we have kind of some things moving along. Uh, but yeah, I, I just violence towards women. I don't I don't take too particular. Like, there's a lot of things I can take. And yeah. That's like I don't know for me. <laughs> Is one I just draw the line there, unfortunately, and it was rough to see. But uh, but I'm I'm glad she's out of it. But ooh boy, yeah, they they've got a lot to deal with. They definitely do. Um, why don't we uh, why don't we kind of start? We'll kind of start there, and we'll kind of skip around because it's a very easy storyline. So we'll we'll do some skipping around today. But um, we pick up basically where we left off. Yep, with him just knocking on the door. Um, and I know we gave some predictions last week, but um, but is this how you imagined it would go at all? No, I I I love that it picked up exactly where it left off. Uh, that's one of my favorite things when shows do that. Uh, so getting that, I guess the one thing I was surprised though is for some reason I thought we wouldn't get to see that like there would be no anticipation of her being kidnapped we would just like find out with the phone call like i thought that the phone call would sort of be the introduction to that so kind of getting to see how tense she is and how almost on alert she seems because this strange guy is showing up like obviously this is not something that happens like in the time era i mean even today i i don't get People just kind of randomly knocking on my door. If somebody knocked on my door at 11 o'clock at night or after dark and I'm home alone, like I would think twice too. 
Because I that doesn't happen when you're not expecting somebody. So especially uh, with everything going on, right? And so it's one of those where for me, I honestly didn't think she was going to open the door. Like I thought, even though he kept pushing and pushing, and and on one hand, you know, like he's going to find a way in. He's not leaving until he does, even if it ends up being forceful. But I don't know. There was something about it that I just thought that they weren't going to give us that. That they were going to surprise us, and he was going to end up coming back more unexpectedly. Yeah. I mean, the, the interesting point, as slow-paced as the show has been, uh, by throwing that in episode three right off the bat, I mean, we didn't predict it. We thought maybe we should kind of slowly check in and, and, yeah. and whatnot. But unless I'm completely wrong and I just don't see something, to me, this sets up Joni to be <clears throat> definitely a central character. And more than that, we knew that for me, you know, obviously, obviously she was of high importance. But now it's more than just the story of Corey. Corey, <laughs> after last episode. Um, but also her. Mm-hmm. She, he's like the Walter White to her um, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, you know? I like that. I really do. And, and I wouldn't I, have thought of that myself. Well, just the way it's set up, and and just that car ride at the end alone. You know, totally. Uh, and in in some sort of weird way, it, it's a depressing world. But it's like. Um, boy meets girl girl saves boy from himself <laughs> seriously black like that's that's, uh, what that's the a tale as old as time phil that's right girl saves boy from himself <laughs> absolutely every great every great love story is all about that <laughs> right uh, it's true so um so that's what i got definitely out of it um and yeah i i obviously if you guys ha- have been tuning in you guys knew that I didn't think that this was happening until much, much later. Right. Um, and it's interesting, you know, we, I kept talking about the key injury of her kind of drowning and stuff. It was interesting to see him get the sort of flash. I don't even know what you would call it. it was, they were just flashes. They weren't even flash forwards or flash backwards. Right. Um, but that's what obviously it's it, it, it uh, Vietnam's kind of done to. Are you him. talking about at the beginning when they had the number countdown? No, because that's that's kind of like the preview, right? But I'm talking more like when when she's drowning in the water. Remember when the cops called him? Oh yes, and okay. he's getting those those visions yes. of, when the of cops Joni called. yes of her just in the water. Yes, um, and we don't know. I feel like that's showing us something that's going to happen. But how or, do you or, know that? You know what I mean? Like yeah, he has, I guess you're right. Maybe it's something that already did happen. I don't. I don't know. You're right. I mean, obviously, he wasn't necessarily wrong. She wasn't exactly drowning and whatnot, but, you know, she does swim through the lake yeah. uh, and whatnot. But I think it's it, it's his um, it's his PT, it's his form of PTSD in a visual right. form, especially as it pertains to now Joni, because now he's having to suffer through that. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it's bringing out the worst in him. Definitely. Um, how did you feel about, this is the first time that now, like, even last time, he had to, uh, you know, he, we talked about how he admitted to the broker, like, he's in basically for life, um, or at least he's part of the team, and this one, you know, he was vested financially, but now he's vested emotionally. Yes. How do we feel about this? Um, I don't like it. I, I feel like in the the type of situation where you have to be good at being objective, which he's been able to do with his training and, and the, uh, not experiences, but like the circumstances he's in at war that he's gained all of these skills. Now, you know, coming in and now doing it, 
at home, not legally, it's, I don't know, it gives us him this vulnerability and it kind of really, I feel like, puts him in Broker's pocket. But then I think it was also in the inside the episode they talk about, you know, now Broker's almost becoming that father figure because when he needed help to get the money, you know, he didn't go back to his dad and Susan, he went to the broker uh, because he has that relationship. And I think he honestly felt like the broker would help it because maybe there's a little bit whether we're really ex- exposed or experiencing it yet. There's sort of a bond the other way, too. There's an emotional something from the broker towards Corey because he, he, I mean, he does give him the money. Now, there's, there's there's this, by him giving him the money, there's it throughout the, the theory that a lot of people have been writing about uh, that that the broker also, you know, is sort of tied into all of this. You know, watching the whole episode, I honestly was just kind of like, is this a setup? Like, did the broker... Broker kind the of, deal? Kind of. Like, I kind of... I That was never my my main thought, like, he did this, but it was always kind of in the back of my mind, like, well, this way... Now Corey owes him more money, and he is owed, like, a favor from Corey. You know, in addition to money, uh, he gets the emotional investment. And now, like, seeing kind of how bad a Joni is, I I feel like even though Carl at the end of the episode says, like, you know, steer clear of the truth, I feel like there's going to be some sense of truth that comes out. And I don't know, maybe she's not in on it, but becomes a little bit more involved, uh... Mm-hmm. Then you know, and and Buddy's looking to get out, and and that kind of whole thing, I don't know, in my mind, kind of made me think like I don't think there is getting out, and I think some of those shots of him just kind of sitting there, what looked like kind of deep in thought, was kind of that contradictory like emotion of like I want out, there is no getting out, mm-hmm. maybe there, you know, and just kind of like, but maybe there's a way, and kind of that sense of hope and false hope all in one, and. And Mac is kind of in that situation now too. There's going to be a moment he wants out, and it, well, it, as soon as everything's can't. done, I, I think he's definitely going to want out. I mean, I think I think even deep down, he he's always wanted out, but you know now this is kind of his only sort of option, right? Um, and he's he's too involved in it. Um, let, let's talk about Buddy real fast. Let's kind of side, you know, let's let's jump to that. Um, because that wasn't quite an interesting conversation of how they set oh that up gosh. in terms of him. It, like it's basically the world's longest joke to get to the punchline of "I think I want to quit." Yes, that was a very roundabout way to getting that. And I hope his mom. I love his mom. I mean, very honest mother. Yes, and I. There's something about seeing them together and just the honesty and kind of candid relationship that they have, or at least that it appears that they have. That makes me like Buddy more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Not that I didn't like him in previous episodes, but th- I don't know. I like. There's something endearing about him in this episode that just sort of makes me want to root for him and makes me want him to be able to get out. And maybe it's kind of seeing that there's this moral compass that's, you know, like this little light that's trying to burn brighter inside or, um, you know, that maybe being with his mom and her reminiscing is kind of like, like flicking the light back on you know yeah you know with him it's it's tough because i i do like him as a character but um they're off i wonder kind of i want to know his backstory of how he got involved why he fully got involved and because in in many ways he seems too nice to be in this totally and i feel like 
I mean, I, I feel like we're going to get that. I hope we get that kind of backstory because I feel like that's when he a- approaches trying to get out because I think that that conversation will sort of be hinted at. That'll be, there will sort of be that, you know, we'll remember what I did for you. Almost like and I, I still don't know his name. Um, the guy who was kind of watching Ruth and basically was just like, dude, this is depressing. Like, I don't care about getting the money. You know, I don't think she knows about it. She doesn't seem weirded out, you know, like that guy, like obviously there's a history as to why he's not allowed to do the real jobs. He has to just sit and sort of scout and babysit, uh, some targets. So I, I feel like, yeah, he's got something on everybody. And, like, now with Corey, like, this is sort of that thing for him. Absolutely. With, with Joni and the money. Absolutely. Even though he got it all back, oh, well, minus hazard pay. Gotta take your hazard pay. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, which, which, by the way, before I forget, I know this is kind of... But the um, it, to me, it was very symbolic, the, the sticker, because he takes it off. And then yes. as, the, as they drive off, um, we see the sticker, and it says, like new. Um, and I thought that was sort of ironic because um, Corey is kind of like new now. Mm-hmm. But basically, no, he's not. He's pretty much a piece of shit. Probably much like the car, to be yes. honest, is going to end up I, I love that. I was actually thinking about that because I saw that like new and I was like, I don't think we, we use that term today when it comes to cars. Yeah. It's like new or used. It's not like lightly used or... Dro- like driven into the ground like it's just like a new car or a used car or pre-owned car i guess is like the fancy the light mm-hmm. the new like new but i was just was like why don't we use that term because you go on ebay or some of those places and that's one of the options you can say it's like new um but in this case you'd be lying clearly looking at the car yes yes that thing was uh that thing was special but i'm glad he I mean, Corey's a smart guy because I felt for Joni. I'm I, this is kind of scattered, but he's smart because he does. He's like, we're not going back to the house. Like, we're getting the hell out of town. Basically, is kind of where he's at, and I think he's smart for that. And but I felt for for her because I don't. It felt like there was something very specific that she wanted to go back for. Like it wasn't like she wanted to go like humdrum through things and like figure no, out what she tape. wanted. It I that did come to <laughs> mind because I was like. Well, maybe it's the tape. And I was like, no, she destroyed the tape. Because when Corey first saw the cassette player out, that's when I was like, oh, no, he's going to hear it. And then I was like, no, no, no she destroyed it. Yeah. So maybe there is another. But but it just it just seemed like it wasn't just to get some clothes. Or like there was something sentimental, something that she like doesn't want to live without or doesn't want to have to be without. And I just I felt for her that it's. She's been through this whirlwind. She has no clue why. You know, she now knows it has something to do with her husband because she asks in the car, like, who are you? Um, I can only imagine what it would feel like to have been with somebody and to love them and be so happy and then to go through all of that and now be in this, like, awkward place just just going into this whole well, what's Kidnapping. worse is, I, I mean, I, I, I wonder, that, like, who could she have called? Like, that's the sad part of all of it. Like, it's one yeah, thing to go true. through that, and as painful as that may be, and I, I wish it upon no one, but then to be, like, in, in that position and be like, I've got nobody else Literally, to call but this guy. Yeah. And he, this, the sick and twisted part is, I know he'll come and get me. Right. 
because, or you have to hope because that's the guy that, you know, ultimately she fell in love with. Right. So, and he does, which is good, but that doesn't negate every little thing that they've done to each other just in three episodes. Right. So, I'm curious then, like, as a, as a man, um, not that this has happened and I obviously would wish this on nobody also, but when he's sitting and, when Corey is sitting there, you know, getting the money, um... His oh, is it Carl that, that's like, dude, if that was my, like, she cheated on you. Like, if that was my wife and he, like, hits the beer out of his hand. Like, how would you, like, if, if you were at that point with your wife or a significant other and, you know, like, you're in this situation, like, do you think you you get the money and you go try to save him? Um, I think so. I mean, there's... As, as painful as it may be, uh, you know, there, there's certain things that, to, at least to me, take precedence. And, like, a person's life. Yeah, just humanity in that yeah, sense then. you know, and then, like, because it's almost like we should be so lucky <laughs> that we can have that awkward moment in the car and everyone's, you know, sort of half pissed off at each other but half trying to make it work. Like, that, in a way, is lucky to have that because she could have been dead. Right. You know? Oh, absolutely. All because of you. Absolutely, absolutely. And remember, I mean, ultimately, the, the you know, we, we'll still find out, but he chose to go back to Vietnam. Yes. And that could be, you know, she, she. I don't know, I don't think she knows the answer to that question as to why he went. And she's like, well, you didn't get drafted. The first time you got drafted, we didn't have a we choice. We get it, yeah. Now, you have a choice and you're deciding to leave. Like, what the, what, what's wrong with yeah. you? Um, so, it'll be interesting in that respect. Um, speaking of Joni, let, uh, let's talk about their, uh, capture conversations, I guess we'll call them. Um, that was a big dialogue speech from Kurt Yeager. Yes. That was, that, I, I, he delivered that really wow. well. Wow, yes. I, I've been really impressed with all of the acting. Uh, I mean, it's only the 70s, but it's still period, you know, these actors did not grow up in this time period. Well, some of them, I guess, but Joni didn't, um... Or Jody, I guess, is her her actual name, which is kind of fun. Yeah, just one letter off. <laughs> Joni plays, or Jody plays Joni, but um, I I loved their interactions. Uh, I mean, I, I like I'm speechless in the sense that obviously, like you, it's really hard to watch anybody go through this, but especially a woman. And I, I'm not a man, obviously, so I feel like even as a man, it would be harder to watch that than as a woman. Um, because I don't feel like I have that same protector instinct that men have the, you know, like I have more, like I have a survival instinct. And so for her, I'm like, like, yeah, kick his ass. But, but well, it's not the smart. same. She, she had a lot of great instincts, right? You know, the yes. whole knife thing and everything else. And so. I loved, I love that she didn't like use the knife, like have it hidden and like, you know, like go after him. Like the way she staged the whole him finding her somewhat, um, released, if you will. I, I felt like that was really good. I I thought she was going to end up getting the gun and shooting him. Like, that was honestly what I was kind of hoping for. I thought, I you know, that would have been too easy. I thought, I think we've set up him to be so much more and for him to be shot or anything like that. Um, you know, she may have gotten away, but oh boy, is he pissed Right. Now. True. And that's what I I'm just, excited for. I just, I wanted to see... It with that like back of my head, did the broker set this up? I wanted it to be one of those where, um, 
she kills Suggs, and then, you know, of course, he doesn't show up to meet Mac or Corey. Mm-hmm. Corey, and and so, you know, then he gets the phone call. I don't know, somehow she finds him, or he, she's at home when he comes home and is like, I don't know what to do, like, this guy never called or never showed up. And then, you know, they give the money back, but, like, so now the broker really has, like, nothing on him. And even more so because, like, Suggs, who was supposed to be killed episode one is dead you know so not that it like removes arthur's debt by any means but it's like well now i just finished a job for you so here's your 20 grand back minus the four you you know you owe me for the job so yeah and there's no emotional tie but the yeah the problem though um is that they're still even though like those loose ends are tied up there's too many other loose ends True. Um, especially over there with the police and this guy. He just yes, keeps digging. Tommy Olsen. Just loves it. I like his character. Why did I know about this? <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah. And, oh, and having to tell... Well, I guess like just knowing Cliff's sister... Um, at first, when that the way the scene was shot and it, it pulled up on her, I thought it was like a co-worker of Joni's... Um, freaking out because like she didn't show up for work so now it's like cliff and now it's Joni, and and it was that's what i thought and then of course you see that they're at the police station and i loved that it was like oh well what can i do for you it's like well you called me so yeah what am i doing here and then he goes in and checks like yep nope nope we called her in um okay well what is also because she doesn't answer a lot of the questions so um is she does she have knowledge of what's going on? Like, what's going? What, what, what's the mental process there for her? Yeah. For Cliff's sister, I think because she's part of you know it, it's a very mob mentality in the sense like I'm not saying anything to you, mm-hmm. nope, and I'm mm-hmm. out as soon as I can be. It. And the problem is that that's not it's not necessarily a bad strategy, but it's just bad when you become aggressive. And, and even though she didn't like throw a fist or anything like that, obviously it's a very aggressive tone of like, can I get out of here now? Yeah. Well, and, and when Tommy's like, you know, don't you have any questions? Or do you have, like, I felt like in that moment he wanted her to pry because it would give him maybe some excuse to continue digging because of his feelings on the whole situation. Um, but I think it is kind of like you said, the mom mentality where it's like, she's not even going to open her mouth and ask a question, even if she may want an answer, because mm-hmm. those questions could be leading to kind of imply she knows certain things because she has questions about certain things and yeah. and kind of expose something on their end. So I get yeah. I mean the worst example that I can give, but at least it illustrates is like so. What gun did they use to kill him? How and do you know, know they used the gun? Right, exactly. So I think that's why it's just kind of a all in all quiet. But she did leave. I felt like yeah, sudden and aggressive, yeah. which. Didn't seem necessary. I, I mean, I don't know how I would react if something like that happened. You know, it's it, it like you are finding out about your brother, and but but it's also one of those where like she even said at one point, how did she how did she word it? Uh, just one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, and what else should you say? Like they're like, do you have any questions for us? And she's like, not that you would have answers for. Oh yes, that that. That's what made me think, like, yeah, she's got questions, but not that she could talk to you about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that, was, a, that was a good quote. Um, 
Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, I, I it'll be interesting how it develops because obviously everyone else keeps telling Tommy like, no, we've we've got bigger cases than some car falling on some guy. Right. Well, and I feel like that kind of put it in perspective a little bit because they're saying, you know, with the buses, you know, they're they're giving us sort of that timestamp of reminding us what's going on in the world historically, and so there's angry people everywhere, people being killed all over the place. And so it is kind of interesting that Tommy, for whatever reason, is sort of hooked on this, you know, hated um, war vet, Mac, and these two murders that have to be intertwined because he knew people in both situations and just that that whole kind of, I don't know, triangle of, of murder that he just kind of won't let go of. He's not wrong. No, I, I mean, and it's like you kind of have to have that guy that is digging at it because then there isn't any um, contradiction. I mean, because it it would be interesting to kind of see how that would play out, but it wouldn't make for I don't think a great season, which is why Corey didn't end up going to the cops. But you know, when he's desperate and talking to the broker, I, I almost felt like the broker expected him to say, you know, what. Well, I'm going to the cops, you know, if, if you don't help me kind of a thing. Uh, or if I have to, because if you don't help me, that's my only option. And it's like, well, I don't really know how well that's going to go for you, considering the people that have just recently gone missing and dead. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah it, it's always tough in that regard, because he, he, obviously there's too many people tied in. And, um, you know, obviously it jeopardized, it would have, I definitely would have jeopardized Joni. Oh yeah, just a hundred percent. You know, as soon as, as the way things are so tied in, they they would have they would have handcuffed him, and they would have never found the wife and whatnot. Yeah, would have been dead. Um. All right. Uh, shall we talk about the awkward scene? Or is there any other moments? Uh, we we sort of touched upon Buddy and and Mom, but um, if for some reason you want to talk a little bit further about that, we can revisit that before we. No, I just I I really enjoyed the camaraderie between them, and I really hope that we get to see more of her uh, later on. Um, The only thing that I I, that really kind of stuck with me from their scenes, aside from of course us getting the the title of this episode from their joke, um, is when he says, you know, he wants to quit because he feels like his insides are worn away. I just really liked that moment uh, because. I don't know. There's sort of an imagery to that line, and just well, it's symbolic of the title. It's yeah, the same exactly. Thing with Corey. Exactly. It, you know, that's that's what he is, and it just took him slightly different, uh, a different path of to have to lose his soul, basically. Right, and hopefully we get that backstory, like we said. So no, I mean, I do. I think seeing his mama will sort of, I don't know, it gives me hope uh, that there's more on that storyline that will play into this. I think there is. I think there will be. Um, but we'll certainly talk about it more in predictions. But um, let's talk about the rescue. Because I have to give her a lot of credit. You know, I was like, if someone had called me, especially that in that time, it's not like you have a phone, right? With a smartphone, you yeah. you're like, here's where I am. Let me drop. Not, not only am I going to give you that address, I'm going to drop a pin for you right here. Yeah. Um, but she really had to dig like, oh, and figure this out. And, and she did. Uh, she's... She's a very resourceful person, and uh, I'd like to know if Mac actually taught her a lot of it, or she just instinctively knew. 
Ooh, I I didn't think of that. I like that. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I, I would say uh, dating somebody that's in the military, I definitely have a little bit more insight. And I would say that I'm more observant and aware of what's going on around me when I'm out and about that not that not that I've been taught like tips and tricks like look for this or pay attention to this, mm. but just in general, um, it's like, oh well, did you see that when we were out here? Did you and it's like, no, no. I didn't see anything. Like how did you see how did you catch all that while we were talking or whatever? And and so I think that it's the sort of the same thing, like just being around somebody like that, you pick up on little things, but I think there's a lot to say for survival and that kind of instinct and the adrenaline that just sort of comes with comes with that. Uh, but she is the type of person clearly that I'll say, you know, you can sink or swim like swam. Like, yeah. I mean, some people would kind of go into that panic attack mode and, and she obviously thrived, uh, all things considered. Was it also just, just anger that drove her because part, you know, part of it's survival, but, um, where she now just basically wants to go and yell at Mac for everything that he's done. Maybe. Um, we all need I, a reason to fight. Yeah, it's so true. And keep going. Um, but I, it's it's one of those things where I don't know. I, I almost feel like in that life or death where you really don't know, especially, you know, now there's a knife out, you know, in that those final scenes. And I was sure that he was going to, like, grab her legs. That or Not Carl. Um Suggs was going to grab her legs out of the boat and that there would be some sort of altercation in the boat before she got it. Like, I almost felt like that was almost too easy. Like, granted, you just had this huge altercation all through the house and you fall in the water, but it's like all of that for you to just, like, run away in the boat? I don't know. I, I get it, but you know what? Sometimes just sometimes you also got to look at for the, the humanitarian side of it and just be glad that she's out of there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and that, like, the face and the shot of her driving away in the boat i love she had so much fear oh yeah so much fear she was just so happy like you could see and that's what's so great about that you can literally see just her eyes and being like i'm done with that i'm out of there yeah thank you yeah like what next and i i actually read uh online that the scene where she like falls in and it like lands in all the dirt and worms Mm -hmm. that originally they were looking at using crickets but the logistics of trying to shoot Coordinate a crickets. scene with crickets, yeah, they ended up going with worms. So I think they were real worms, and so props to Jody. That, that did look great. That did look great, absolutely. Um, all right, well, um, why don't we hit a little bit of news and gossip, and then we'll go into predictions. So... Uh, on the cover of HD Video Pro, Bam. we have a good old Corey. Yes. Um, and so, you know, this is, for those of you who don't know, this is a very sort of trade publication. It's very much geared towards people who like cameras and shooting this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not like Entertainment Weekly just did something on this. So you won't get kind of that fluff. But, um, you know, it's 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 a great article talking about sort of the production of everything and how, how yes. it came together. Um, the and- style they chose to shoot with. Uh, I Again, like you can just see the strategy behind everything. And there were some things I hadn't noticed um, stylistically that they're doing. Um, like I actually hadn't noticed that it's almost completely handheld. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that they're doing a lot of scenes. They talk about kind of bigger picture so that there's less um, setups mm-hmm. so that they could shoot more. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot of information, um, pretty industry-specific lingo, but interesting nonetheless. It just kind of goes into the the director of photography that shoots and the director. Yeah. Um, In this case, uh, well, there's obviously a lot, but um, not Graham Gordy. Uh, Greg Yantes. Um, you know, they, they go in depth with him a lot. So um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's the... Uh, it is the September issue, so definitely check it out. HD Video Pro. Magazine. They may even have something online. I haven't checked to see if there's a anything about that on their website mm-hmm. with an online version. But worth Hopefully. worth looking at, especially yeah. if you're really interested in the style and how they do things and kind of why they make the choices they do yeah. with the show. Absolutely. So, on that note, why don't we hit predictions? And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, predict the way. Oh my gosh. I feel like the the little clip we got for next week, I don't know, it didn't have much for me, so... Uh, but, but I will say, that's what sort of had me feel like Joni ends up getting involved. Um, with the broker and somehow there becomes a relationship where Corey, of course, is going to try to shield her from getting involved and is going to try to fight that. But as we see how bad a and resourceful she can be, she's going to not necessarily contact the broker and like go around Corey, but she's just kind of like not going to go away when it comes to wanting the truth about who the hell she's married to. Um, so well, even I now, we'll more, so, more so, and then that, that'll, I think that'll come heavily next episode. And um, right now, they're still obviously in the very awkward phase. I think things, I'm not going to say they get better, but they will kind of discuss it a lot more. Yes. I, you okay? Like, that's, to me, that's the world's worst line. It, it, again, the subtext is, did you get raped? Yeah. Did, did he? You I'm okay? just trying to check on you, or yeah. I'm just trying to check and see if you're okay, Joni. Like, could you be any less sensitive? Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of granted. I mean, he's obviously bad at this stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it's still tact. No, that could uh, be totally, fine. totally. But I do think, yeah, that now that you say that about them, that there is, from what we see again for next week, because I feel like they gave us so little. Um, Joni's on a mission. They start, yeah. They, I almost feel like there's some conversation, and like you said, there's a dialogue between them. That sort of helps them understand each other a little bit better. And not that that means that they like who the other one is or has become or what they've done. But it's sort of like a, well, I hate that you screwed the redhead. But, I mean, I did have an affair. But you have to understand it wasn't because I didn't love you. You know, like there's just kind of that. Well, it's only now now it's going to get more complicated because... Again, it's one thing to cheat. But now there's murder and deaths involved. Yeah. And that's a whole nother level. So, like, yeah. in some sort of strange way, that the adultery of all of it is least of our worries. Seriously. So that'll be interesting to see, and uh, I really want to see more of Buddy. Oh yeah, I really, really hope that him can't get up his, again. His mom and the yeah, they're can't get up again. They're in it. Um. All right. Well, in that case, 
Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Lucretia will be here uh, next time. Yes. Let us know your 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 thoughts, your comments. Uh, in the meantime, where can people follow you? They can find me on the internet at Cohen C O U H E N, specifically Instagram or Twitter. That's right. And follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. All that fun stuff. Um, and if there's one thing that you can do for us, just tell a friend. It's as simple as that. Hopefully, uh, that also gets them hooked on Corey, as well as our after show. Because you can't watch the after show without watching the show. Maybe you can, but I've never. But tried you it. shouldn't. That's right. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 